on this episode of A Tale of Two Rivals. DeAndre Hopkins, Amari Cooper, and Dawson Knox. What's the spaceman thinking about those guys? Stay tuned. Fantasy football podcast put on by your three P. Go with your gut. All I do is win, 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 no matter what. Champion and a numbers obsessed, spreadsheet loving, always behind me in the standings nerd to find some sort of consensus to share with you, the fantasy football listener. Who am I joined by? Uh-huh. Todd, I didn't know you were uh, misrelaying the facts here. I am actually ahead of you in more leagues than you are ahead of me, sir. In the league of record, um, I'm number two and with a bye. And you probably won't even make it to the next round. <sighs> That's not true. I'm feeling great with uh, Jonathan Terry coming back. Everyone's hurting because of, of COVID. My depth will prevail. Do you want something else that's going to lift you up? Yes, sir. I bought you a Christmas gift. Oh, my. It, it, it's, it's pretty awesome. Oh, goodness. I don't want anything in return, but I got myself the same gift. For myself, <laughs> so oh, I'm so I can't wait to uh, see when uh, what is under the tree when on um, come Christmas morning. I y- no, that it's not going to be on the tree on Christmas morning. There's no <laughs> way that by any means that's gonna that's a realistic timeline for us to see each other right now. But I did buy you a Christmas gift. Oh, that's exciting! All oh. right, man. Well, I have I have a hug with your name on it. <laughs> All right, I'm returning it. Um, (laughs) you ready for question of the day? Uh, Oh, I am excited for the question of the day, my friend. What have we got today? All right. I love this question because it was, this was extremely difficult for me to pick, which we always know I have a list. So what skill would you like to learn? And I'll go first. Again, what a shocker. Well, would you like to go first? (laughs) I'm just, I had to get that in there. All right. There you go. All right. For this. I, so there's multiple things I would love to learn, all right? But I narrowed it down to four. I would like to learn how to sing. I mean, everyone knows how to sing, but sing well. Play the guitar, auto repair, and carpentry. I am not a handyman. I was never raised to be handy. I'm a thinker. But I would love to be able to do more things just handy, you know, like auto repair, uh, carpentry. There's just so many things that I think I would enjoy with that and save money. Guitar. Always been fascinated by it. Always wanted to do it. At some point, I probably will try and probably quit. But singing would probably be the number one skill I would love to learn. I love to sing. I love. Uh, it's just fun for me. But I don't. Know, I just never went ahead and did lessons. You know. So yeah, I would say singing would be the skill that I'd probably like to learn. I like it, Todd. I think a lot of those are on the tops of a lot of people. I agree with you about auto repair. I, I know nothing. I mean, I can, I know a little bit over, I've gained a little bit of knowledge over the years, but I can't, I can't fix a car by any means or do my own repair. I can change a tire. I can change, you know, do a couple of things, but nothing crazy. 
And then I can do some things around the house, but it's mostly through YouTube. It's not a natural given talent, but YouTube's a great thing. I will not try to do something myself if there's a possibility of me doing it will cost me more money after the fact. <laughs> so that that's like my anxiety. I'm like, if I screw this up enough, I'm going to cost myself more money than if I pay somebody to do it now. So, yeah. Yeah, you watched a lot of tool time as a kid, right? A lot of home improvement. Yeah, yeah. I'm, I'm definitely not an owl. I'm definitely not an owl. <laughs> uh, I mess up a lot of things too, but usually it doesn't cost me enough more money. <laughs> <laughs> I think I would go with... There's a couple here, but I, I'm just going to spit one out here and say I'd like to do some coding, learn how to program type stuff Like that a lot of the the true, true nerds that I respect, they're writing their own apps, they're scraping their own data off the internet instead of doing it by hand like I am or other, I'm borrowing it from them. That's something I would like to do. I think it would be a very good tool going forward into the future as far as knowing about for when our, you know our kids are going to be growing up Todd and computers and that kind of stuff is going to be even more con- they're teaching coding and stuff in elementary school now or at least middle school and to have that kind of skill to be able to to help my my kid with would be would be good but also just as a selfishly I think that'd be a good tool to have in the workforce and also in fantasy so that's something I actually plan on learning this off season shocking you pick something nerdy all right, yeah. so yeah. um, so nerdy. No, no sorry, was I wasn't going to become a Glee cast member. Jeez, <laughs> don't mock my dreams. <laughs> don't mock my dreams, <laughs> baby. It's of... cold outside. I, I don't think either it. one of us was a particularly a cool, uh, a cool skill, but. No, actually, I guess mine's not a cool skill. In my mind, it's cool. But I guess other people be like, that's weird. I'd be like, eh, I don't care. Be yourself. All right. Yeah, heck yeah. All right, buddy. First take. Give it to us. So DeAndre Hopkins is a player that I've been lower on than you over the last few years, Todd. But DeAndre Hopkins has been a stud throughout his NFL career. But 2021 has not been kind to DeAndre Hopkins. 20% target share, that's six percentage points less than his worst season, which was with Brock Osweiler back in 2016, outside of his rookie year. Uh, hasn't had under nine targets per game since his sophomore year, but has 6.3 targets per game this year. Essentially hasn't been under two yards per route run since the Brock year, and he has 1.8 yards per run this season. This is just also ways for me to crap on Brock Osweiler and people who thought Brock Osweiler was a thing, so I like calling it the Brock year. But his 1.7 receiving yards per team pass attempt are well below his career average of 2.33. That's like, that is a significant, I'm talking, that's like a 30% drop in a very, in a very important efficiency metric. And then his 0.051 weighted opportunity rating, which combines target share and air yards market share, 0.51 is just a middling type wide receiver three, wide receiver two type number. That's the lowest since his rookie year and well below his elite 0.69, very nice career average weight opportunity rating. So it has not been good for DeAndre, but but it hasn't been all doom and gloom. He has put up four point fancy points over expected per game this year, but in large point, large part because of eight scrimmage TDs, which is more than he had in 2019 or 2020. And I think DeAndre Hopkins really illustrates my wide receiver strategy perfectly. I am buying DeAndre Hopkins right now. Maybe not like right now because people, maybe some win now teams are, are starting to buy him. 
But this offseason, when veterans start to get depreciated in value and everyone starts getting glossed over for rookie picks and young players and breakout players, DeAndre Hopkins is going to be the top of my shopping list because, but early last offseason, Nuck was going for McLaurin, a 2021 second, and Mooney, or Pittman, a first and a second, McKissick, a first, 2021 first, 2022 first, second and third. Like those are some very high prices. Four months late, like six months later, he's now going for essentially a, lo- a late 2022 first. Sometimes a player will be will add on top of that. He's very, very attainable. He was DLF's wide receiver nine in August ADP, wide receiver nine overall in Dynasty in August. Now he's their wide receiver 17 in their November ADP. I'm sure that's falling in December. Wide receiver 25 ranking on player profiler. Wide receiver 28 on keep trade cut. I just like to bring them up every once in a while. And then wide receiver 21 in DLF consensus rankings. So he has taken a huge hit this season because of just basically the numbers he's put up. But I'll happily trade back from Pittman, McLaurin, any of the tiers, the second tier rookie wide receivers, Todd, for DeAndre Hopkins plus. All day, a late 2022 first, all day for DeAndre Hopkins. And while we might be witnessing a decline of DeAndre, what very could be, this could be the, we saw it on the wall here and he flames out next year and then he retires. We could see that. But players of DeAndre Hopkins ilk attached to that offense with that quarterback, that'd be a very shocking decline. I'm much willing to bet on three more productive seasons, maybe not top five wide receiver seasons, but definitely playing off a low end 2022 first type price tag, Todd. That's my DeAndre Hopkins take. And this is uh, perfectly illustrates my sell when they're 26, 27, buy back in when they're 29 and, and the, around this time. That's the theory that you've brought up that I totally support. And I kind of feel like buying in when that 26 time comes in, it's a tough time. Like, obviously, you're buying at the highest point, but he's still my wide receiver 11. I, I like he was my six. I dropped him five. I mean, he's the perfect buy low and package in a sell to be able to move up depending on your situation. I definitely agree that he's got three more productive seasons in him. Uh, he's still attached to a great offense. And yeah, I mean, it's just been a down year. I, I think that I I'd imagine him bouncing back. I would say that he's probably number two on my buy list after Keenan Allen in terms of wide receivers. So those are the two guys that I'd be seeking out this offseason. But I love that one, Dave, going into the playoffs. Moving on. Amari Cooper, Todd. Womp, womp. Let's talk about another disappointing veteran today. I'm sure several listeners out there aren't surprised because I'm an age, you know, the ageist wants to, to poop all over veterans today and pump up some young players. And not, not really the case. But again, 2020, 20, or 2021 has been a very bland and disappointing season for Amari. He's essentially having his second worst season of his career, that his worst season was his last year in Las Vegas or Oakland at the time. He's the wide receiver 25 in PPR, wide receiver 26 in points per game at 14 points per game. It's not pretty. I think he's had five or six games outside the top 40 weekly wide receivers. And he has had one huge blow game, another 20-point game. And then besides that, it's been just uh, 15 points there. It's not been a great year for 
For Amari, he's got 6.6 targets per game is a career worst. His 18% target share is his first season under a 20% target share in his entire career. And his 0.045 weight opportunity rating, uh, worst career mark as well. So from a volume standpoint, it is just not going well. Efficiency-wise for Amari, though, his 1.8 yards per route run is only slightly below his career average. And so is his racer or his receiving air yards conversion ratio, which talks about how good he is from converting air yards and receiving yards. So his efficiency hasn't been terrible, but I talked about it last week, Todd. Dak has been struggling. Dallas offense just still isn't clicking right exactly where I want it to be, at least especially from a passing point of view. And I think, and I still think that Dallas is going to retain Amari because there was a big, there's going to be a big jump in free agency contracts this year, Todd. There's going to be flush with money after the CBA was, there was a, probably, there's going to be a lot of wide receivers who are going to cash in and that's going to make Amari's deal not look terrible. And I think Dallas sees what happens when they're, when Amari's out, when CD's out and they have to deal with Cedric Wilson, Noah Brown and others they have to rely on. So I think they're going to retain Amari. They have a lot invested in Dak. And even if he doesn't, it's not like Amari's career is over if he's not with Dallas. I think he still lands on his feet somewhere else. Again, this is the type of player where I'm willing to trade down from the Chase Claypools, the Cortland Suttons, Jerry Judys. I'm a little bit less to trade down from those two just in case they land a big veteran in the free agency deal. But Michael Pittman, basically, I'll trade anything for Michael Pittman at this point uh, for Amari Plus. And again, if I can't, if I'm not looking to do the deal now because of trade deadlines or just the vet, the the win now teams don't want to give up Amari. I think the off season when everyone's gaga for rookie picks and have rookie fever, Amari should be very high on people's list here because he's only 27, be 28 next season attached to Dak Prescott, ideally, or just a very productive and cheap wide receiver. He's the I, I forgot to say Todd. He's like a player profiler, he's the wide receiver 21, DLF wide receiver 18, I believe. KTC, he's wide receiver 21 or something around there. So he's he's a low end to high low end wide receiver two, high end wide receiver three, depending where you are. And I'm very willing to go get a solid veteran plus for for what Amari's asking for. So for people who like to score fancy points, who like to accrue value, I think Amari's the guy to go get. You are so stubborn when it comes to Michael Pittman. Like, what does Michael Pittman have to do for you to understand that he's legit? It's not just Michael Pittman either. It's also... You literally just said you would trade anything for Michael Pittman. I know. I, I was doing that because, one, Todd, Michael Pittman's zealots are ridiculous. And they, okay. Michael Pittman is ranked in certain circles, Todd. He's like a top 15 wide receiver for people. Dude, you, and... need, you, need, you need Twitter breaks. I'm sorry. You get so fired up. Like and also too, Todd. It's a hate of Carson Wentz. That's not just Michael. I just all don't right, believe in Carson right, Wentz. All right, all right. Well, also, I would say Carson Wentz isn't like the long term plan. But then again, that makes it a question mark. Whatever. We digress. I, I kind of said that Amari was due for a slide when like I came in about like CD and you know. But I also agree with you that the Dallas offense is not operating in the way that it should. It, it. But the thing about it, like bouncing back to a certain degree, there's a possibility that that doesn't necessarily happen because it's not really like they're not like missing a lot of pieces that offense they they do need to make some improvements on that offense for it to get back to what we expect it to be now the main point i want to come back to is i'm not trading a single one of those guys for amari cooper like i i just did not agree with that list whatsoever 
Amari Plus, Todd. Amari Plus. That's what I'm trying to say. Amari Plus. I don't care. The plus cannot be possibly that much. It, it can't not be plus a lot. Because, like, going from Claypool, Sutton, or J- Judy. Come on, man. And Pittman? No. No, no, no. I can't do it. But here's my question to you. What pick would you consider moving Amari for? Honestly, I think I could piece together two seconds for Amari. I, I mean, maybe it, it cost me a late first. I, I need to do some more research on the rookies before I'm giving up a late first. Happily do it for DeAndre. I need, I'll pause a, a second there when it comes to Amari there. Uh, yeah, see, for me, that's why I don't really think he's a sell. You can't really buy him because I don't think that without giving up a, a first-round pick, he's not even considered, right? I don't think I'd move him for two seconds. Expensive, like, those are high-end dice rolls. But then when you're looking at, like, like buying, like, like he's just a frustrating hold. He's a very frustrating hold. That's what I think that he is. And you just got to really hope that, like, what you're talking about, them bouncing back, works out. And the other thing, too, is that, like, there's a possibility that he doesn't even stay the wide receiver two on his own team. Yeah, Mari's just frustrating. So frustrating. And I, I got burned by him in that like epically bad season. So he's always somebody I'm never going to be super positive about. <laughs> <So>. <laughs> and But I'm seeing on the deal off trade finder, Todd, two seconds for Amari in a third. Uh, it's multiple. Awful. Play. Awful. Why, yeah. why move him for that? I'm, I'm seeing in December, straight up Terrace Marshall for Amari Cooper. That's so bad. So bad. Oh, man. Yeah. So, like, yeah. Yeah, Todd. There's, there's some deals out there. He's a guy, like, there's a, I wouldn't do it maybe, for a 2023 maybe you first. Maybe buy Amari Cooper. Yeah. So, <laughs> that's what I'm just that he was that cheap. That's crazy. This is in win now time, Todd. Now, wait until the offseason. Amari hits the, tw- is going to be age 28. We're all getting, we've all finally caught up on our rookie research and then people start diving into Debbie and how great 2023 is going to be there's going to be a lot rolling on and the amaris are going to slide on the table and i guarantee you you're going to be able to get him for a 201 or a 201 and a 203 it'll be you will see those deals everywhere that's crazy i i'd be all over that and it, like sign me up for amaris my wide receiver 3 all day Exactly. That's what I'm looking for. A wide rec- he's a great wide receiver three on a, on a win now team. I think I'm in disbelief that that's his actual price. Because like, I don't understand why people would move him for that. It just That just baffles me. Because you know what he's I mean? burned people before. He's burns people, Todd. Yep, and yep, you know, yep, he, yep. the COVID, he's had the COVID this year. Dave, he's got he, a couple oh, of injuries. Oh boy, did he burn me that year, David. You know the year. You know he burned me. Oh, oof. took me a good year to trust him again. I wouldn't put him on any team the next year. I'm like, no. I traded him away from my only dynasty share that year. But yeah. But I've but I've grown. And you can't you have to let go of the past. <laughs> okay. All right. Let's move on. So next, Todd, moving on, Dawson Knox. I don't have a ton to say about Dawson Knox. Except Dawson Knox is essentially scoring touchdowns at an extremely high rate, and that makes him the I think he's the tight end six in points per game this season. He's the wide he's the tight end five overall. He's had four top five weeks, seven top twelve weeks, nine top twenty four. He's been very consistent, scoring twelve point six points per game. That's more than Hawkinson. He's essentially only 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 Pat Fryermuth and Brevin Jordan. 
and Hunter Henry are scoring more tight end or more TDs per receiving yards than Dawson Knox. But essentially, my my whole point around Dawson Knox is I think people are just saying, oh, he's scoring a lot of touchdowns. He's a sell, sell, sell. And I, I'm not so sure that he's a sell. He's attached to Josh Allen, who's put up another very good year at the quarterback position in Buffalo. They have Stephon Diggs out there and not much else. Right, you know, Gabriel Davis is there. How long is Cole Beasley going to be around for? Can they afford another premium type wide receiver? Not so sure. Dawson Knox is going to have a role there. This is year three. We're seeing a year three breakup from Dawson Knox, and his big weeks have really helped people scoring. T- the, the t- and the touchdowns are valuable. Todd, I know people want to to stick their nose up towards touchdowns, but when you're attached to Josh Allen, that is a very doable thing. And it's funny how a- as the season's gone on. He's really looked for Dawson Knox. You saw it a little bit towards the end of last year, and it continues. And the reason why I bring this up is I'm not looking to necessarily go out and buy Dawson Knox unless someone wants to just give him away like people are giving two seconds away for Amari, that kind of deal. If someone wants to give me, I can trade a 210 for Dawson Knox. Sure, I'll give, give me Dawson Knox for the 210. But outside of that, I'm not going to go get him, but I'm not necessarily selling either. I think he's a hold. You don't have to trade him. You don't have to just say, oh, touchdown regression is coming. He's a, this is his year three tight end, attached to an elite quarterback as far as for, for a fantasy points perspective. Essentially a 14% target share, getting f- over five targets per game here. So it's not bad, not bad stuff at all from the tight end here, Dawson Knox, Todd. That's kind of my thoughts. Not Nothing too crazy here in Dawson Knox, but I think trying to get out ahead of the, oh, the sell Dawson Knox train here and say, yeah, you don't have to sell him. You can just enjoy the tight end production attached to a good quarterback. Okay. Two tight end. I I can get behind that. But in one tight end, sell this man. Sell him. All right. I'm not chasing waterfalls. I'll stick to rivers and the lakes that I'm used to, such a yardage. But yeah, I would package him, Amari Cooper, in a second and go get myself some nuke and a third all day. But um, no, yeah. I, yeah, I don't know, man. I tried to piece together every player you named. So, <laughs> I no, man. I'm not. I I I don't think you're wrong. I don't think you're wrong to like depreciate the touchdowns, especially attached to Josh Allen. Outside of like four wide receivers, I will trade any wide receiver for like max value. The one guy that I was looking to buy this offseason was Gasecki. Other than that, there's not really. Another guy like Gasecki is going to come up and be valuable. And, like, you can go sell off Knox for quite a bit right now. And you're going to be able to replace your tight end for something that's much cheaper. And you're going to be able to put what you can package Knox with with other pieces to move up and upgrade in more valuable situations. You can put Knox in a pick together to get a better pick. You can put Knox together with a wide receiver to upgrade a wide receiver. So, like, to me, it's like... He's a perfect guy to package, man. I, I'm I'm fine with it. Um, as long as I have a little bit of tight end depth, I'm I'm totally cool with it. I I, I would not be looking to to hold on to Knox and hope that that TD rate just continues. Yeah, and look, Todd, I'm looking through here. The craziest. Uh, you're right. Some of these packages, which you just can't break down on on this kind of format. I'm not. We're going to sit here and break down a bunch of packages. Yeah, if you can get a package and do some upgrades other other places, sure, do Dawson Knox. But if you're just trying to sell Dawson Knox and sell Dawson Knox, you're selling him for Tim Patrick in a second? I, I don't... Do I, want, do I want to get a Tim Patrick in a second 
I'm, I think I might keep Dawson Knox. The tight, dude, the tight end position can get ugly when you're trying to scrape together. And, and I, I know you like to stream Todd, but in Dynasty, when there aren't as many players available on the wire, it can get a lot more difficult to stream the tight end. I don't mind holding on to Dawson Knox. I, I don't agree. I, I think that it's not necessarily streaming. It's paying attention to early trends like Conklin. Perfect example. Conklin was a guy that emerged really early on the season. Waiver pickup. You snag in him. You're good. You know, like those kind of pieces are totally doable. Knox is one of those guys in some leagues, you know? So point being is that like, yeah, I, I, I think it can get ugly if you're not proactive in the beginning of the year. At the beginning of the season, if you're looking to stream tight end, you also should be looking to find the guy that's getting early work and see if you can ride him out. And if you're just going to go, oh, I'm just going to go week to week and this guy's not that, that's not the way to think about it. You still look for the guy that could be the week to week starter. That's happened with me with Conklin this year. It happened with me last year. With Logan Thomas, you just got to be active and look for that position and really look for that work in those players. But but the thing is, is the deals aren't out there for commit. It's Tim Patrick a second, Donald Parnham in a second. The, I, I like those aren't deals that I want to do. You need. So first of all, you need to find who actually would want Knox and then put him with another player to upgrade to like another player. Like you're essentially giving Knox away to get a guy you'd rather have than this guy that are pretty like in the same tier. Moving from the bottom of the team to the top of a tier. And I'm totally fine with that if it's a guy that you believe in. He would be the guy that like I would move a guy in Jalen Waddle's tier with that guy, with Knox, and go get Waddle. And then it would be pretty damn close. And then maybe I'll throw in my second, ask for the third back, that kind of thing, and see if I can get closer with that. I, you make deals like that, Todd. I don't think a lot of people are making that deal, but I know you've made deals like that in the past. I just don't, from what I'm seeing done, I just don't see a lot of Dawson Knox being valued. That's that's the way to do it, man. You just, I mean, you also got to think about it. Like, I feel like in Knox in a one tight end league, like, yeah, I guess might as well hold them. And like, if you can get like a late second for him, I think that's fine. Because also in a first tight end league, like, I don't really think he's really worth as much. But in a two tight end league, like, I think he's worth more. I, I think that's the other thing with the trade finders too. Is like, is it a two tight end league? That that's a big part of it because I do think Knox carries like a good amount of value because of his touchdowns. Dawson Knox, tight end twelve in DLF, outside the top twelve in player profiler. He's just not being valued. That's the problem. Yeah, I mean, I, I th- there's believers, baby. There's believers. Some dude jumps through a table and want and will want him. You know. <laughs> All right, where are they gonna find you, Davey? You can find me at FF underscore Spaceman on the Tweet Machine. You can find me at FF underscore Spaceman on Patreon, on DLF one of these days. And you can find me at Rookie Fever, my friend. And always on Tale Two Rivals. How about you, sir? You can find me at FF underscore Banterman on the Twitter machine. And you can find me here on the Tale Two Rivals. All I want to do is just banter people. That's all I want. This is, this is where my heart's at. Until next time, peace out.